welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Jerry Springer. Thank you. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, my God. It's deafening. First of all, thanks, Megan. We we opened with a lie. We did. Yep. Because we're not, we, uh, we, we, we're going to continue to lie. Boy, what a wonderful coffee shop this is. <laughs> now, we, we can tell. We're, we're, well, let's tell, because, you know. We're at Ambient Studios. Uh, Folk School Coffee Parlor, by the way, is gearing up for this week's uh, Whispering Beard Folk Festival. So usually once a year, we move over to the yeah. home studio, the people who uh, do the technical production of our podcast, which is uh, Ambient Studios, Panoptic Media, Two brothers, uh, Jim and uh, David Pruce, and yeah. we thank them for letting us for use yeah. their studio. Because normally, you know, and and maybe later on we can even give a tour of this. Beautiful we give facility. a tour of the facility. Yeah, yeah. look at that coffee <clears throat> machine. And we do have, have no some... coffee in it. No, no, they got plastic cups. Well, they're good ones. Good I mean, this looks cups. like an old campaign room. No, it's very <laughs> nice studio. This is. This is as fine as you get. The studio is wonderful. And Megan, you and sound... And we have four people with us. Oh, uh, we have thousands of people. Normally, oh. we have thousands. But yes, that's right. Three of them so many people. Us. You would believe me if you could see it. So many people. Right. <laughs> and Megan, you sound like you're on a phone line. So I guess well, you are. Because that's, that's true, Gene. Yes, I'm physically not in the studio with you. Are you on where, a cruise? Because I know you take a cruise about every three weeks. <laughs> where, where, where is the cruise this time? Yeah, it's Dayton, Ohio. Oh, that's pretty, a good place to cruise. Yeah, pretty luxurious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you're 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 doing your day job thing, and and yeah. uh, you're committed to the podcast, reasonably so. But you're very committed to your job. <laughs> yeah, could it, could yeah. it be your job pays more than the podcast? Ooh, it could well, be. it turns out it pays my bills. It does. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. Right. Uh, so, uh, Megan and Jerry, and Megan, you stay with us as long as you want. I mean. Because I, I don't I know you're up there doing some training and stuff, sure. but I wanted to compare notes and Megan jump in on this too, of what you saw on the eclipse because we're doing this on a Wednesday night. We usually do our podcast on Tuesday. Yeah, we moved it. Everything. Well, we different. moved it because you got you started your new season. Oh, the new twenty uh, seventh year of uh, the TV Unbelievable. show. Can I ask you a question? Wow. Yeah. It's kind of. I, I'm yeah. hoping the answer I, is yes. Are the shows this year as good as they were last year? I got to tell you, we started Monday. <laughs> yes. I, I don't ever remember a better start <laughs> to started, a season. So you this, started strong. Oh man, this. Uh, first of all, they shined up the pole. With really? The, oh with my the, with god. The, uh, uh, yeah. Women dance on. It, no, did, did you look in the audience? We have some people yeah. here who do not yeah. look like they would be interested in that. I, it's it's unbelievable. unbelievable. It was uh, <laughs> and the audience was, but it was a big. I mean, you know, there are 250 people in the in the yeah. studio audience, and yeah. uh, they were really excited. Good. I mean, it really was. It well, was, I don't want to put undue pressure on you, show. but I think I speak for America when I say, Jerry, don't let us down. Do a good season. Right. We need quality programming for yeah, you, sir. Yeah. what you're known for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, can the FCC, the FCC has no control oh, over the TV show they do. Oh, the TV show, yeah. they have total and, control. And the FCC have very nice people. Very nice people. <laughs> uh, 
where Me- Megan, where did you see the e- eclipse, which yeah. was on I, Monday of this week? So this is Wednesday, and most people would listen to this on the archive version, but this is the 23rd of August. The eclipse was the 21st. Right. Ran from yep. Oregon we, yeah, to the, South Carolina. The day we started our show. Megan, what did you yeah. see? Where did you see it, or did you? Um, I saw, I was training that day. I was up in Dayton that day as well, and okay. I was driving home. So it was like 2.30, 2.45-ish when I was driving like back down to the office area and um it kind of got like a little dark so I didn't see much and I didn't have glasses okay. so like as I was going in between buildings I saw people looking and kind of saw like some of the leaf little patterns and stuff like that but I didn't see it see it not but I heard all about it <laughs> and cool. Facebook helped yeah, out a heard lot. Man <laughs> about it <laughs> anyway, wow. everybody was talking I had <laughs> I did have the right glasses I had a pair I got them at what do they call the, the knockoff place? Well, not knockoff, but the Nordstrom rack. rack yeah. Nordstrom rack. So yeah. I got, and they were high end by my standards. They were probably originally 80 bucks. I think I got them for maybe 40 in polarized, good polarized sunglasses. So I had the right equipment to look at the eclipse and I was able to for see it for minutes, about three minutes. For two minutes, you spend $40. That's right. why you don't wind up with a lot of money. Right. And... To be honest, Gene, I, I felt like I didn't have to see the eclipse because I follow you on Facebook, and I felt like I had a like minute by minute account Thank of you, it, which yeah. was kind of cool. Thank <laughs> you. I think that was a company. No, I had, I had because my daughter no, called cool. me. My yeah. daughter called me before she knew I was going down to Hopkinsville, which was truly uh, the central, the epicenter of the eclipse. The the totality yeah. lasted the longest there. Yeah. Two mm-hmm. minutes and forty one seconds. So you know, a few miles away, it was two minutes and forty seconds. No big yeah. deal. And my daughter said, uh, oh, man, I'm really excited. Where did you get your, your glasses? And I said, I got them at Nordstrom Rack. What do you mean? What, what, what do you have? I said, I good, really good polarized glasses. You can't wear sunglasses to look at that. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, wait. I no, said, they're couldn't. polarized, yeah, yeah. Megan. They're good ones. But no. they were $4. Where I got oh. them. Look, I'm going to hold them up for yeah. Facebook Live, I got them. Approved, ISIS, yeah. or whatever it says, 1230, or I don't know, some number. Here's what I want to do, Jerry. Yes. And you had a pair of these because you saw it in New York yeah, or I actually, in Stamford, we, Connecticut. We stopped the show for a second, right? which, talk about that changing the world. Yes. We stopped the show. I ran outside. The crew ran outside. Right. And they all had glasses, gave me yeah. a pair. I looked up and I said, wow. But, of course, I know what it's like for the light of a star to be blocked. I see. Oh, I see. When, yeah. yeah. I just viewed it as another, <laughs> we, we another fan know, walking Megan, in front of me. Megan, we wouldn't know anything about any of that. That's we? what the oh, eclipse was. No, no, no we, we wouldn't, wouldn't know about that. Yeah. I thought Jerry maybe would have had a special celebrity viewing spot that only people that made over X amount of dollars could watch it and they didn't have to be dealt right. with. Oh, no. I right. was right there with the little people. And so you really uh, stopped your show to go out and do I'm that? I'm sounding like... Uh, the Treasury Secretary's wife. wife. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. a real punk. You know, really really. sounds awful. And and you ran out really just to get a publicity shot. If truth be told, you didn't uh, really care about this. I actually wanted to see because I knew Richard, my grandson. He was down in Florida at the time, yeah. and the kids were all there. Uh, yeah. But anyway, they were all looking at it, yeah. so I wanted to be able to share the experience. Truth be told, and Jimmy Pruce and I were That's talking cool. about this before the show started because Jim saw it. I'm betting in 79 somewhere. Give me a nod because he's not on mic, but he saw it in 79, probably out west somewhere. Another nod, yes. So I, I got to tell, and I do want to get you, Jerry. I have my 
my uh, approved glasses here. Yes. And I would like, uh, I, I put an ad up that these, I'll sell these for five cents. I didn't even get a taker because once the eclipse <laughs> is over. What's the point Who of cares? having them anymore? I got an idea. Is this good for watching well, 3D movies? Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> let's say that. Yeah, yes. The answer is yes. Here's what I'd like to do. Yeah. Why don't you autograph these and then, we'll, and then we'll auction them or put them on eBay oh. or something. eBay. Dynamite. And claim that these are, so autograph it. Yeah, you'll have to, have do, to it do it there on the, on, right on the white yeah. inside part. Oh, this and then we'll sell them as Eclipse glasses autographed by Jerry Springer that he did not wear. <laughs> I mean, I we got to be honest. There's got to be truth in advertising. Tell you what, watch this. I'm now putting them on. Okay, look up at the light. Look into the bright lights there. Holy cow. Holy moly. There you anyway, go. I'll tell you, they work. Hey, hey, by the way, yeah. true story. What? When it came in Hopkinsville, and I camped down there Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights, came back on Monday, it took me four hours to get there, 12 hours to drive home. And, I believe that. And while there, it was one hell of a party. Well, you went for the party. I did Be go honest, for the party. you're there for four days. The, the thing lasts two minutes and 40 exactly. seconds. I went and for the there, party. Camping out. They had you bands. They, it, it was it was a good party, and uh, weren't enough poor to last. But I don't want to get into all that. But anyway, it was yeah. a really good party. This you is know, God's truth. There were food trucks. To- this is God's truth. I was as you were talking. I was thinking I couldn't do that. Where, where you do you go do to the bank? <laughs> no, you could not What you? What? What? Megan? What? <laughs> Just talk no, over I that. I was listening to <laughs> I was listening to NPR on the way back, and they were talking about all the. They were going city by city as totalitarian as the um, cover happened, yes. and they all they were joking about it. But they said Kentucky had the best party. This is the place to be. <laughs> it was really good, and we were at a distillery, the Casey Jones Distillery. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And listen to this: they were selling. They sell moonshine. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they had a moonshine that I think it's Murray State or West Easter, Western Kentucky. One of the universities is near there. And I think I could be wrong on which university, but some university people came in, some scientists, and they said, we're part of a project funded by a foundation. And we're going to send something up into space and then we're going to bring it back down, and we will have this stuff. These things were in space. Do you have anything you want to send up? And they said, yeah, send some corn up. They did, ah. and then they turned that into shine, and they were selling this stuff as these bottles of moonshine have been in space. This, this uh, moonshine yeah. has been in space. They were selling the hell out of that. And it's it a was, total lie. Well, no. Well, let's see. It's it's a total it's lie. It's parsing. It's, little bit. it's Trumpian. It's Trumpian kind well, of. Well, actually, lie. it's not a lie because Earth travels through space. Yeah, good point. No, they send I it up that into stuff the, so into quick. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Amazing, amazing. Hey, <laughs> totality when it came, yeah, was really <laughs> unbelievable. I don't care who you are, how old you are. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was like, oh yeah. my god, because. It takes a while, and, you know, my deal was I'd, you know, look up with the glasses, and you would see it beginning to happen, and then you look up a little bit later, it's a third, three quarters, and then when totality happens in Hopkinsville, it went dark, stars came out, the, the, the sun was totally blocked except for the thing called the corona, which is yeah. this 
covering the on or this burst mm-hmm. out the crown on the outside. And then the coolest thing is what is called the diamond ring, where now it's going to come, the sun's going to come back out. So only for a matter of a few seconds, it creates this explosion of light that looks like you're holding a wedding ring and looking at the sphere with the diamond on top. Yep. And people were yelling, applauding. It yeah. was just a really cool kind yeah. of thing. But we do have one problem, Jerry and Megan. Do you remember, okay. Jerry, and it's a big problem. Ooh. Do you remember that you have been promoting a guy named Dr. Greg Schran, who has a website, <laughs> askthelifeguard.com? Do you remember yes. that? Yes. You have been promoting well, I have. You, yes. have, no, 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 you, you have. Just you have. I haven't said that. I don't even know. You have. You've no. been bringing him on the show. He's been on. There is a website. I ask everybody right oh now. God. Gene Galvin. Go to uh, com. There is a, a, such a website. Anyway, he had this deal. He's on the beach in the North Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina area. He would take people out into the ocean to be the last there Americans to see There are three women it. sitting there staring at you, wondering what in the world you are talking about. Just listen up. I'm, okay, tell listen them, up. This will be good. There's a website called Ask the up. Lifeguard. Okay. Yeah. And you ask questions about, <laughs> you want to ask a lifeguard. And he, but he also has a PhD in medieval yeah. literature because he can't find work in that, so he's a lifeguard. Anyway, he had this excursion a concession 29.95 cash only that made me suspicious when he said that oh it always does he would provide he would provide some eclipse glasses he would provide an air mattress imagine this megan and he Mm -hmm. would with his jet ski his lifeguard jet ski pull people out all holding hands into the open water and they could look at the eclipse from the open water for 29.95 now, a woman named Ellie from Cleveland, Ohio, wrote an email to you, Jerry. Dear Mr. Springer, I am furious huh? with you after ta- uh, I'm mean, furious with you after taking an eclipse excursion that you recommended with Ask the Lifeguard out into open ocean on cheap air mattresses he probably got on eBay. First of all, <laughs> When we got to the beach, it was cloudy and drizzling. Did you know that it was all socked yeah. in on over yeah. there in that area? Oh, yeah, yeah. But he told us it would be sunny once we got past the breakers. But of course it wasn't. Apparently not. I gave him two 20s and I got no change back. We linked hands. We linked hands, about 20 of us, and he pulled us on his jet ski. I lost, and this is sarcasm, I read this, I think this is sarcasm, I lost the probably unapproved eclipse glasses he passed out as we went through high waves. But the worst part was when we got out into really deep water, he said he had to go due to a dentist appointment. (laughs) He abandoned these people (laughs) in deep water. He told us to enjoy ourselves and paddle back toward the houses along the beach that we could hardly see in the rain. He yelled back. Megan, he says, she says he yelled back that by nightfall, the lights would guide us to the shore. Mr. Springer, you are irresponsible, I'm, I'm, and I will never listen again. That's Ellie from Cleveland, Ohio. So well, first of all, she went all the way, way from to go, Cleveland Jer. to get there. 
She apparently she's probably did. She spent a thousand dollars on this trip. And that she's doubly mad. That's why she's so, <laughs> if I can use this language, pissed off at you. <laughs> I have nothing. You're speechless, to do with aren't you? You're speechless. <laughs> yeah. You I don't have an answer. Like, there are no quips now that lawyers are involved. And, there are no more quips. And he left them out there in the water. Apparently, he hated Dennis. Jerry's name on well, the show. Sorry, Jerry. Right. Yeah, he needed crown work, I Who think he said. Who is this guy? I don't know. All I know is that you bring him on. All I've seen is you this bring website. him on. No, you're you have the done it. No, you did that. But I don't do I can't do everything. I, nothing. I show up here with my yellow pad. I write 10 comments fair about enough. Trump and I go home. That's fair I enough. got nothing to do with it. No, you it. don't just go home. Then you write a big check to us to pay but all these Jerry, people. And that too. And that's and it. She's complaining about 40 bucks she yeah. lost. Jerry, I'm getting all your money back when I auction off these Eclipse yeah. glasses and on I, eBay. And what percentage do I <laughs> yeah. get from it? Well, you'll get a cut. Oh this will cover expenses. The moral outrage. Well, hey. Jerry, to be honest, like I said, at the end of the day, it is your name on the show, and you did let this guy come on. So There you go. Man. I mean, I want to one day saying. have this Ask the Lifeguard guy on here in person. He's nowhere near. Not on phone. I think he lives out on, every time we call, or he calls us, we hear seagulls in the background <laughs> diving for Cheetos. Who or calls to ask a lifeguard? What possible question could you have for a lifeguard, except when you're on the beach, you're about to go out, have you seen any sharks? I can't think of any other question I would ever ask What about riptides? What about riptides? What about the white white goo they put on their noses? We're all curious about that. That's why people should have swimming pools. Oh, my God. As you you do. Oh, you don't? As you do. No, I don't. And people ask about Beowulf and stuff that, because by the way, on his website, you can ask questions about medieval literature as well. Oh, that Uh, must be Maybe he should stick to that realm. Maybe. Speaking of moral (laughs) outrages, I, I saw, I saw Charlottesville happen. I heard multiple explanations from the president. Well, what the heck is going on with all of that and the conscience of this country? Well, I mean, the quick answer is uh, I'm concluding he's a racist. But let me explain. He doesn't meet, I have no idea whether he meets the narrow definition of racism. And what I mean by that, the narrow definition is someone, you know, basically wakes up in the morning and literally hates people of color or different ethnicity and wants to, you know, hope bad things happen to them, you know, doesn't want to work with them, doesn't want to be around them, you know, just an active, I hate people who are black kind of thing. That's, and that is a relatively, way too many people, but a relatively small percentage of the population of people that get up in the morning and damn, I hate those Mexicans, I hate blacks, I hate Jews, I hate... That's not a major portion of America. It's not a major portion of the Republican Party. It's not. So by that definition, I have no idea what's in his heart or what's in his mind, if anything. I have no idea. But I, I make the category larger because I've reached the conclusion that if you enable a racist to carry out their thoughts and their activities and the results of being a racist, if you enable this to happen, 
then you're just as bad as the racist. Two guys go in with the idea of robbing a bank. One guy goes into the bank with a gun to hold up the teller. The other guy is right outside with a car, with a getaway car. They get caught. Both guys are bank robbers and go to jail for bank robbery. So that's the kind of thing. The, even though you're not the exact one that stole the money, you enabled this to happen. If you didn't have the getaway car, you couldn't rob the bank. So, and I think what happened in Charlottesville, as if we needed more evidence, was maybe the final straw. The first thing I thought about politically is I remember when the, the second Bush was president, the country was totally divided on the Iraq war. And that was some people were for it, some people were against it. Bush supporters, people that didn't like Bush. And then came Katrina out of nowhere. And that really was the moment where the whole nation finally reached the conclusion that this was a failed presidency, that they were incompetent, they really didn't know. And that's the day the poll numbers, it wasn't any more Democrat versus Republican. The whole country kind of thought, you know, even he wasn't invited to the convention, his poll numbers were so low. It was kind of like that was the end. And that's how I view Charlottesville. I, I really get the feeling, even though there have been every day there's another disaster with Trump, I really kind of got the feeling with that weekend and the response and even the Republican response to it is that people have finally reached the conclusion that this guy is unhinged and he really has horrible racial tendencies. Now, when I say he enables racism, what I mean by that is he's given racists in America cover. And what I mean by cover, he's giving them a polite way, in a sense, or using the right language, the code language, to have these views and to try to fulfill these views. They always come up with some rational, rationalization that other people can kind of go with because it doesn't sound so bad. So he bans the Muslims. Now, you don't want to be one that says, well, I hate Muslims. So therefore, you use the rationale of saying, well, the reason we're banning Muslims is uh, because we're trying to protect ourselves against terrorism. But of course, that's an absolute lie because the seven countries they were originally banned from, the Muslims were banned from, were countries where no terrorists had come from in terms of harm to America. So obviously it was a lie, but it was, you could kind of go along with him on banning the Muslims. Secretly, you hated the Muslims, but you didn't want to say that, so you just said, we've got to be secure against the terrorists. We're going to build a wall. We're going to deport Mexicans. Well, you don't want to go around and say, I hate Mexicans. You know, you feel like, you know, it's, it's just too inappropriate to say that. So you come up with a rationale that, quote, respectable people can say, well, the reason I think the wall is a good idea or we have to deport these people is because they're taking our jobs, which, by the way, economically is not the truth. Okay. So during ever since Obama was president, we've had the highest immigration we've ever had. And for 86 straight months or something, um, employment has been going up and up and up. That's another total lie, but it's a more polite way of saying it. Then the voter suppression. Well, you know, the real reason is they don't want blacks to vote. They don't want minorities to vote. The real reason they don't want blacks and, and minorities to vote is because they tend to vote Democrat. 
but the Republicans don't want to say that. So therefore, the polite thing to say is, well, there's voter fraud, which, of course, is another lie because there are virtually almost statistically zero cases in America that have been prosecuted because someone voted twice, you know, in different locations, et cetera. So these are all lies that are put out there to kind of be a cover for the real racial feelings, racist feelings that some people have. And the Charlottesville thing was the final straw, as I said. That was the ultimate. The neo-Nazis and the Ku Klux Klan, these absolutely, by definition, racist uh, people were marching in Charlottesville because they want to preserve the, uh, the statues of the Confederacy, monuments to the Confederacy. Riots, as you know, broke out. A young woman is killed. And Trump's response was, well, there was violence on many sides. He repeated it, many, many sides. Let me tell you, when you talk about Nazis, when you talk about the KKK, there is no other side. It's the one issue in the world where there's no other side. Lynchings, concentration camps, death camps, there's not another side to that. It's only evil. It's only wrong. And Trump is trying to give that cover because those people do vote for him. That's the base of his base. Those are the people that will never leave him. David Duke will never leave Trump. The white supremacists love that stuff. And he's trying to give them cover. And what does he say? Well, we have to try to hold on to our heritage. We have to try to hold on to our culture. Put them in a museum. You want to know the sins we have committed in this nation over time, the original sin of racism, of what we've done to African-Americans, what we've done to minorities all these years? That should be studied, but not honored. Why are we honoring Robert E. Lee? He could have been a phenomenal general. Probably was recognized in military circles as he was great. He loved his state of Virginia, but he fought against the United States of America. He attacked America for the purpose of protecting slavery. Can't you recognize that without honoring it? All soldiers are brave. Virtually all soldiers are brave. They put themselves in harm's way. So sure, you respect the fact that Wow, that takes some kind of personal courage to go out on a battlefield. I get that. But we don't honor the cause. What are we honoring the Confederacy for? They attacked America. If somebody did that today, what if California, you know, there was talk California wants to secede from the Union. What if it seceded from the Union and started to attack the rest of the American states? How many people would be standing up and say, let's honor these people. They believe in California. You'd call them traitors. You attack the United States of America for the purpose of honoring or protecting slavery? The most indecent thing one human can do to another? Keep another as a slave? There's no rationale for this. This is what is the end of Donald Trump. Because there's no explanation for that that would stand the, would stand the light.
This is what he will be remembered for. I don't care if he's going to give you a tax break or do away with some regulations or all of that. This is indecent. This is totally un-American. And he says, oh, does that mean we're going to take down the statute of George Washington or Thomas Jefferson? No, because George Washington was the father of our country. Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence, recognizing, yes, these guys own slaves. I'm not saying they should be honored for owning slaves, but they should be honored for at least setting the standard that one day, hopefully, we will purify ourselves and do what the Declaration of Independence said, that all men are created equal. That's the goal. That's where we're trying to get there. We're imperfect. But the whole concept of America is we're going to strive for that. The Statue of Liberty. You come to this country, everyone's got a shot. We want to be open to everybody, all religions, all ethnic groups. That's the goal. That's why we honor Jefferson. That's why we honor George Washington. They fought for that freedom. We don't honor them because they owned slaves. I understand. People living in Virginia back then owned slaves. That was part of the culture. It doesn't morally justify it, but you understand why it happened. But that's not why they're being honored. So Trump, don't compare honoring Lee for fighting against America to preserve slavery with George Washington or Thomas Jefferson who wrote the Declaration of Independence, which set the standard for which we should all try to reach. Yeah. That was a good one. Oh, they're all good. Finally. No, no, that was a good good one. one. Hey, we have Tracy Walker. Tracy, Tracy. Let me tell you a little bit about Tracy Walker. She is, and her group, they are outstanding. And they are uh, very, very popular in the Cincinnati area. Uh, She grew up in one of the coolest places around, uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio, which has wonderful roots of progressivism, the home of Antioch College. And if I'm not mistaken, Coretta Scott King went to Antioch College. Do I have that right? Yeah. And um, Tom Mooney, God rest his soul, who was the head. uh, Who else? Rod Serling. Rod Serling, yeah. I mean, and by the way, Tom Mooney was the president of the Cincinnati Federation of Teachers and uh, one of the vice presidents of the American Federation of Teachers, a very important union guy, and uh, sadly died young. And But anyway, we have Tracy Walker, and uh, Tracy, we're going to ask you to do a song, and then after that, uh, we're going to ask some questions about how people can hear you beyond tonight. Tracy Walker. All right, thank you so much. Happy yeah. to be Something about the way I wanna share myself. Something about how you've opened up to me. Where this we go, we know that only time will tell. I got no choice but to stick around and see. Baby, just take your time Everything's alright 
love how you always speak the truth Funny how my heart starts ringing like a bell Any and every time Tracy, that was outstanding. Thank That's you. Tracy Walker uh, singing one of her original songs. Yes. Uh, wow. That has, you, your band, and we were talking a little bit before the show about this, you and I, but the band has kind of a, a jazz, Latin, folky blend, which is wonderful. Yeah. So where does all this come from? And where, what, what's your musical training? Well, I, uh, well, I, I 
started playing guitar when I was eight, but I wanted to play what I heard on the radio immediately and got frustrated very quickly. Yep. Uh, I played alto sax through from sixth grade through high school. But um, I was very fortunate that I had, um, you know, my mother was from England, so I got, you know, Dusty Springfield and I got some, some, yeah. some British influence. And then uh, we just listened to everything from funk, you know, Parliament and Bootsy to Paul Simon and Joni Mitchell, uh, the soundtrack to Hair, um, Adam and I, Adam's on bass, um, we both can probably recite from start to finish the uh, soundtrack to Jesus Christ Superstar. Wow. And, uh, you know, so just I just love good song <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and good music. And, and that was and, a uh, great break on <laughs> on uh, bass, too, by the way. And then on drums is... Ricardo Cassiano Wilkins. Okay, yeah, I'm here for Ricardo. <laughs> Well, you guys are really good, and, and I know you play a lot of really the hippest places in Cincinnati, so if you're in the Cincinnati area, people can get around. Places like? Uh, we play quite a bit at Myrtle's Punch House yep, uh, in sure. Walnut Hills, Braxton Brewery, um, and uh, lately we've been doing some shows at the Ludlow Garage, opening for some folks like uh, Griffin House and uh, Liz Wright, and uh, so we're doing okay. some bigger shows there, too. And then also TracyWalker.com, T-R-A-C-Y, no E, T-R-A-C-Y, Walker.com. Yes. Uh, Facebook and uh, Facebook, social media Twitter, stuff? Instagram. Uh, yeah. Yes. Everything. Yeah, do media, do so another right. song for us, would you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, this one we did, um, originally I wrote for City Beat Newspaper. Okay. And it, United Way of Greater Cincinnati has used it, and it's just about community and and uh, and supporting each other and looking at well, that's for a perfect each other. So message in, in light of what's been going on. Thank you. Don't take for granted all the seeds that are planted gardens are blooming in your own backyard rain and the darkness well they're part of the process you know if you're strong when a day comes along when you must stand up cause it's a smile on our face that makes us who we are, makes us who we are, and it's the truth in our embrace. That makes us who we are, makes us who we are, and it's the voice in our plan. That makes us who we are, makes us who we are, and it's the touch of our
Great job, guys. Will you come back sometime? We'd love to have you guys on again. We'd love to be back. Okay, we're gonna you're gonna hear uh, Tracy Walker and her group again. Would you take us out on down by the riverside and let Mr. Jerry Springer join you? Are you is he here? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, how'd you book him? Yeah. Yeah. Tracy Walker down by the riverside. I'm gonna lay down my heavy load down by the riverside. Down by the riverside, down by the riverside, gonna lay down my heavy load. Down by the riverside, gonna study he wore no. You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.